You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. And today, we're just talking about contemporary romances to read during the holidays. The ones that you can put down and pick up and it won't really matter. <laughs> okay, so these are not the ones. We have another episode for that because I plan for this every year. So in fact, if you're a new listener to us or if you want to know my past list, I have like, I think at least a dozen super Christmassy, amazing escapism reads and they rank from naughty to nice. They rank from Victorian They're era. They're so beautiful. Christmas stuff all the way to contemporary, like little Snowden romances and they, yeah. So we've got spice, we've got sweet, we've got different things. So though that I have a whole new section coming next week, but these are ones that you can read in the summertime. You can read them whenever. But the purpose of this is that we're giving you a gift because we are. It's a time for family. You know, it's a time where you get to be together with everyone that you've ever had weird feelings about. Weird you, feelings got uncle, about. you got your uncles, you got your weird cousins. And it's it's a weird time. It's a weird vibe. It and is. It's so a weird time. if you want to escape your life, um, this is the time. So if you ever need to do a really long bathroom break where you don't have to talk to anyone, these are the books for you, sweetie. They're amazing. Um, half of them are, I think two of them are Kindle Unlimited. So they're free for if you have that. Yeah. And the rest are just so delicious that you'll just be thanking us for them. You'll be like, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank I you. know that one of them is at least free on Audible. So I don't oh. know if, if Audible mixes with Kindle Unlimited, but I know that one of them is free on Audible. So yes. Okay. So yeah, the, we'll get started in the episode, but basically these are just books that you can, I like these books because I'm in the middle, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. I need a book that I can pick up, enjoy for the moment, and then go straight to sleep and not think about like, you're not, you're going to enjoy it, but you're not going to like have to stay up all night reading it because you have things to do. And like, you can think about it and escape without having to worry about like what's happened. Yeah, to like in the moment you're reading it and you're having a great time, you're kicking your feet and you're giggling. But when you put it down, you're not like you can function as a human being. Yes. Like this is this. These are anti hangover books. These are like this is the vegetable juice. Um, <laughs> but like you're going to love it. And they're all delicious. Um, I will say spice radar wise. They're like on more of the spicy end, but they're still skimmable. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. There's but at least one in here that is completely clean. I love that. That you're very safe with. So I think there's, I think I have one that's super clean. The rest are like, you just, you can skip a chapter or two. Yeah. Honestly, really what it is, is like just the moment of confessing the love. Right. So yeah, it's, it's really good. We're excited. Always, be- it's like, a, it's not like spice spice. It's like peppercorn, you know, peppercorn. That's, that's <laughs> the new, that's the new name we're calling it. We'll be like, you guys want some peppercorns in your book? This is it. <laughs> one that like, if you go a little bit, if you get like one little strong piece of pepper, you're like, whoa. Yep. But like, we got that. We're we got learning. You we're, we're fine. We're doing great. We're sleep deprived. We're trying to make it all work, but we are showing up every week. We're any week. here for you. <laughs> Really for us, because we get so much enjoyment out of this. <laughs> so okay. All right. Do you want to start with our first one? Yes, I would love to. Okay. So I'm going to start with one that I haven't talked about on 
so none of these we've talked about on our podcast before because obviously we've done like guilty pleasure reads and stuff before this but this one is all these reads are ones that we've read recently and this one's called the bodyguard I read it while I was in the throes of pregnancy and hated my life there was just like a thing where I would have to just like read in order to not exist and that's where that's where books come through for me so this one's super cute it's by Catherine McAfee I want to say it's McPhee, but I did not. But I just know it's Catherine McGee, Catherine something. And she's she's an angel. God bless her. Here we go. The bodyguard. She's got his back. Hannah Brooks looks a lot more like a kindergarten teacher than anybody who could kill you with a wine bottle opener or a ballpoint pen or a dinner napkin. But the truth is she's an executive protection agent, a.k.a. bodyguard. And she just got hired to protect to protect superstar actor Jack Stapleton from his middle aged corgi breeding stalker. He's got her heart. Jack Stapleton's a household name, captured by paparazzi on beaches the world over, famous for, among other things, rising out of the waves in all manner of clingy board shorts and glistening like a Roman deity. Deity? I can't. But a few years back, in the wake of a family tragedy, he dropped from the public eye and went off the grid. They've got a secret. When Jack's mom gets sick, he comes home to the family's Texas ranch to help out. Only one catch. He doesn't want his family to know about his stalker or the bodyguard thing. And so Hannah, against her will and better judgment, finds herself pretending to be Jack's girlfriend as a cover, even though her ex, like a jerk, says no one will believe it. What could possibly go wrong? Hannah hardly believes in herself, but the more time she spends with Jack, the more real it all starts to seem. And there lies the heartbreak because it's easy for Hannah to protect Jack, but protecting her own long neglected heart, that's the hardest thing she'd ever done. So if you liked When in Rome by Sarah Adams, you're going to love The Bodyguard. It's so cute. It's so good. Um, it is so easy to like insert placeholder what your favorite celebrity is. Like whatever, like pick a celebrity. This is a self-insert. Whatever. It's 100% a self-insert, mm-hmm. but it's so cute. And their um, banter is really adorable. And the things that he does to show that he's like real and that he cares, he's perfect. Like this is a book where you're like, oh, so he's not real. He's a man written by a woman. Oh, he's a man yeah. by a woman. He's a man written by a woman. That's so cute. I love the, like the twist on that. She's the bodyguard. And she is, it's a clean book. 100%. It's clean and it's delicious. And I read it and was like, I need to read all of her books. It was life-saving for me. Like, oh my God. Kept me from like, we love it. I was the last couple that. weeks of pregnancy. I, I, I don't cuss, <laughs> but I was concussed with cussing. <laughs> <laughs> the F word flew out of my mouth a lot. So you were just surviving. So no one has any expectations. No judgment. Never have I ever. Yeah. So I love the bodyguard. I think it's so good. If I was to, if you were to call me on the phone and be like, hi, I literally can't stand anyone in my life. The kids are all over me and I just need an escape. I'll be like, go into your car for 30 minutes and start this book. Take mm-hmm. deep breaths, drink some apple cider, and then you're, you're good to go. You can go back out there and handle people. It's the bodyguard. Go. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. Thank you. Okay. So mine is really simple. It is called honeymoon for one and it's by Portia McIntosh or McIntosh. When disaster strikes paradise calls as a published novelist, Leela Rose has been writing about fictional weddings all her life, but disaster strikes on her own big day. When she hears her philandering fiance, Daniel whispering sweet nothings to someone else. With her dream day shattered, all Lila wants to do is run and hide. She just, so she decides to fly solo on her own honeymoon. This is basically like if you loved the unhoneymooners, it's not a copy paste, but the formula, it has the formula of it, right? Like it's 
delicious and it's super clean. So you're safe with it, but also like you're still kicking and giggling your feet and you're feeling all the feelings like deep in your gut, you know, easy read. And I know this is the one that's free on audible. Ooh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I was also going to say that like, sometimes we need righteous indignation at ex-boyfriends and oh. we're like, we're like, how dare you? And then like the hatred makes us connect with the characters. And then we're like, yes, you deserve this, sis. Go off. And it's healing because we see them heal and then we heal too. Yes. It's like, imagine like your own yeah. honeymoon. And yes. this is like the dream honeymoon that she goes on. And obviously it's a couple's resort. So okay. she gets there and there's, it's her by herself. So I don't want to spoil it because obviously this is Well, does she me. meet someone? I need to know that. Oh yeah. It is like the most swoon worthy. Like again, men written by women, fictional men. We love them. He does everything right. Sweeps her off her feet. He's not a real man, but he gives you everything he needs to give. It's delicious. Okay. I accept it. I love it. And I will be doing it. Have you read the, uh, the bodyguard yet? No. So we should trade. I'm like, we're swapping because that sounds amazing. We should. Yeah. Oh, also this, I mean, I said it's like, like, but this is a fake dating book too. Like we love fake dating. Fake dating. Have you heard the rumors? I'm going on a small tangent that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are fake dating. Wasn't that the entire premise that we all set up the they're secretly making us fall for them. I'm into it. Let's talk about it. Actually, can we talk about Travis? Well, I'm like, the thing is, because I saw a video and it made me laugh so hard that it's like, okay, even if it's Stardust fake dating this whole PR stunt, we know how the formula goes. We know how this ends with a ring on her finger. Like at first, well, at I was Christmas like, time. he's such a fling. Like she's just having a good time. And even if she still is, I'm down for it. But I, I don't know. Okay, here's my thing. When have we ever seen parents involved? I know. I feel like fake dating is fun, but when you bring the parents in, hello, ring by Christmas. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, like, bo- and it's both sets of parents. Did you see him standing yeah. with her dad? Yes. And he's like, he's like, the guy on the Chiefs comes Yeah. Out. I'm like, ah. it was beautiful. It was such a moment. Honestly, I really, 2023, I really needed Taylor Swift to date Travis Kelsey. Also, he's a tall man. And he is so confident in himself and just is like, he has got a good home life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he can just like, he can handle himself and he can let Taylor be Taylor, right? Like there oh, isn't- yes. No hiding. He accepts the paparazzi as part of their life. Kansas City is like, I adopt you as my own. Like oh, here, yeah. Taylor, come sit down. Like we will totally close down restaurants for you. It literally is, I was going to do a reel about this where it's like, if you love- football trope romances and you love famous celebrity romances then you need to read sarah adams books uh the cheat sheet and when in rome because like and the rule book that she's coming out with next year sorry i'm saying that because it's sitting next to me it's also an nfl romance story so ann and i are back in our arc era and it is so great we are (laughs) it is the most four books this week and we're just sitting there like so um anyways Allie Hazelwood has our address it's cool Penguin Random House sent us the Grinch book we're basically (laughs) they sent us the Grinch book for our kids nobody cares you can say we've made it it's okay we had Adelaide's I had student teacher conference right and she's in kindergarten and I was like hey the new Grinch book you know the one that has that's like infamous um they're coming out with a sequel and it's never been read before it's never been written like it's special 
I have an early copy. Do you want it? Like, I have a copy of this book. Like, it's no big deal. They gave it to me, you know, for promotional purposes because I'm a big deal. Do you want it? Do you want to, like, I could come in and give it to you for a minute. But then I have to give it back. But then you have to give it back. It's, you know, (laughs) legality-wise. A monster. Who's giving me the audacity to go? (laughs) Who's giving it? I don't know. They must know that they're doing this. They're doing it on purpose. It's okay. Yeah, my ego is not in check at all. I just think I'm thinking. Oh, do you want to know the biggest ego moment of me? Like a year and a half ago, I was getting rid of a lot of books that I have. And so usually when I get an arc, I'll read it. If I really like it, I'll go out and buy the actual book, right? I want to support the author. So I had a couple arcs that I was just trying to get rid of. And I just gave them to this girl in my neighborhood. And she messaged me and she was like, Oh, um, one of the papers was left in the book about uh, like someone asking for an interview and it like led to this whole conversation about what novel bound was. And I was like, yeah, I just have like a really successful podcast and Instagram. No, actually I felt extremely embarrassed. I was like, would you like to run me over with your car? I'm so sorry that you had to do that. Uh, if you could just erase it from your mind. Oh, I wanted to show up never to say because I ran into her at the Stephanie Garber signing event like right after I had my baby and I was like I showed up and it was we were there for three hours just like waiting to like say hi to Stephanie and I was like trying to just not like I was so tired I was so tired it was the first time I've been like really away from Everett and this girl comes up and she goes I know I know you you're from all about and I was like hi hi (laughs) I would love to like talk to you and we talked to each other until we signed a book so Faith you're an amazing person we have the same birthday We love you, Faith. Hi, Faith. Hi. Hi, Faith. I'm normal. I'm a very normal person. We're normal people, okay? We're so normal. We just have like, you know, no. We just talked about ourselves for like 10 minutes, but it's fine. We, oh, fine. In fact, if you recognize me and you see me on the streets, lie to me about why you recognize me. Don't tell me you recognize me from Novel Bound because nothing will make me more awkward in person. Actually, you love it. You call me right afterwards. You're like, I do. It's only happened like a handful of times, but I'm like, Bella Hadid? Who? (laughs) Me. No. I will say, though, when I see authors being tagged or like they're at Y'all Fest or whatever, like book festivals and people are wearing merch that we've made, I like pee my pants because I'm like serotonin boost. I'm not humble about it. I'm so proud of myself. I'm like, you should be. Thank you. Um, Also, our merch is now I don't think we've explained our merch store. It's open for my gosh. Yeah. And actually, we have Black Friday coming up. So yes. look out for something coming your way Black Friday. We won't spoil it just yet, but we're doing it. We're so it, we're not spoiling it because we we're aren't even not spoiling it because we haven't made a final decision. Hey. But something is coming your way. Okay, we should probably talk about probably. Books. Okay, <laughs> next book. Okay, um, let's do. I really, really, really loved the True Love Experiment. It came out this year. I think we got sent a digital arc of this, mm-hmm. um, and I ate it up. I ate it up. That's the thing is whenever people are like, I can't believe like how tropey it is. Like it's so dumb. And I was like, but we eat it up every time we love this. So I'm this like, one- I'm not reading to get smarter. No. I'm reading for enjoyment. If I wanted to read to get smarter, I would go back to school. So this is real the reality TV show trope, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? Felicity, Felicity, going back. Felic- Fel- Felicity, Felicity. Uh, can I go ahead? You off really quick. Please go ahead. Uh, It's about this book because I didn't realize it until I was like in it. This book is a companion novel to the soulmate equation. Yes. And we had our girls, Christina and Lauren, otherwise known as Christina Lauren, the duo of that we would love. Yeah. We wrote this 
because people loved it so much, they were like, give me more. Yeah. We- so Fizzy is the girl that she was sitting in the cafe with who was like, I hate men. That character BFF, who was yeah. such an amazing person. They're like, just kidding. Let's give her a book. Mm-hmm. Anyways, please get back into it. I just had to like mention that because. Oh, Christina Lauren, they're, she, they're literally recommended twice in this list because oh, yeah. if you want like a solid. Well, their fan they- service is off the charts. Yeah. And they're producing like at least one a year, if not two. You are right about that. Yeah. And they're hilarious. If you haven't listened to our episode with them, I'm pretty sure we laughed our booties off. Our yeah. little booty. Okay. I will read the back, the back of the right. Felicity. Fizzy Chen is lost. Sure, she's got an incredible career as a beloved romance novelist with a slew of bestsellers under her belt. But when she's asked to give a commencement address, it hits her. She hasn't been practicing what she's preached. Fizzy hasn't ever really been in love. Lust? Definitely. But that swoon-worthy, can't-stop-thinking-about-him, all-encompassing feeling? Nope. Nothing. What happens when the optimism she spent her year, her career, encouraging in readers, starts to feel like a lie? Connor Prince, documentary filmmaker and single father, loves his work, but when his profit-minded boss orders him to create a reality TV show, putting his job on the line, Connor's out of his element. Desperate to find a romantic lead, a chance running with an exasperated fizzy, offers Connor the perfect solution. What if he could show the queen of romance herself falling head over heels for all the world to see? Fizzy gives him a hard pass unless he agrees to her list of demands. When he says yes and production on the true lover experiment begins, Connor wonders if that perfect match will ever be in the cue cards for him too. Delicious. Delicious. So she is the center of this reality TV show where they pick all the tropes of different like there's the bad boy there's the the enemies to lovers there's the ex there's so they pick like all of these different people that she's like kind of written about like all the perfect book boyfriends and then she has to date the book boyfriends and then like pick which one at the end that she wants to be with but her list of demands are so dang rational and amazing that it makes the series better it's like if if you had control over like those things that you're not like being forced into like a weird bachelorette drama Mm -hmm. is so awesome and then she and connor have like a what is this what is this spark between us i don't know like what do we do we love it it's so delicious it's just like you're gonna want to read this book this is the perfect time to read when like you can't stand anyone in your family. Like, mm-hmm. please, yeah. It will like, give you the serotonin boost. Like it's, yes. The rationality, I feel, I don't, there's no like weird, um, you know, in moments, a lot of books like this have the um, miscommunication trope very yes. strongly. And it's like, this would be solved so fast, but I understand that the author has to have it. I feel like it's not that bad in this book, right? No, it's delicious. Yeah. In fact, it's amazing when you find out like what has been going on behind the scenes to make the ending what it is. And you're just like, I love this. I love this. And it's also the one where it's like, everybody knows. It's the book where like, everyone's like, yeah, you guys are obsessed with each other. Like, I love that. I love that everyone's like, stop it. Stop looking Mm -hmm. at him. You're obsessed with him. And she's like, no, I'm not. And like, he's obsessed with you. Their dependence. They're so- Oh my gosh. The line where it's like, I've never seen him look at anyone the way he looks at you. Throw that in any book and I'm whipped. I eat it up every time. Yeah. (laughs) I eat it up every time. Nothing compares to this. I love it. I love it. Okay. Your turn. (laughs) On to the next. I'm doing another uh, words. Do I know them? Christina Lauren book. I, we might have talked about something wilder, but I think it was a long time ago. Plus I feel like this, the cold season's coming in. So this is like a great time to read this book. Okay. So something wilder. 
Growing up with daughter of notorious treasure hunter and absentee father, Duke Wilder, left Lily without much patience for the profession or much money in the bank. But Lily is nothing if not resourceful and now uses Duke's coveted hand-drawn maps to guide tourists on fake treasure hunts through the Red Rock Canyons of Utah. It pays the bills, but doesn't leave enough to fulfill her dreams of buying back the beloved ranch her father sold years ago, and definitely not enough to deal with the sight of the man she once loved walking back into her life with a motley crew of friends ready to hit the trails. Frankly, Lily would like to take him out into the wilderness and leave him there. Leo Grady knew mirages were a thing in the desert, but they'd barely left civilization when the silhouette of his greatest regret comes into focus in the flickering light of the campfire. Ready to leave the past behind him, Leo wants nothing more than to reconnect with his first and only love. Unfortunately, Lily Wilder is all business. Drawing a clear line in the sand, it's never going to happen. But when the trip goes horribly and hilariously wrong, the group wonders if maybe the legend of the hidden treasure wasn't a gimmick after all. There's a chance to right the wrongs of Duke's past and their own, but only if Leo and Lily can confront their history and work together. Alone under the stars in the isolated and dangerous mazes of the Canyonlands, Leo and Lily must decide whether they'll risk their lives and hearts on the adventure of a lifetime. The way that this is like such a rom-com adventure. Adventure though. It's such an adventure. In fact, when they first came out with this book, they had to put a disclaimer and they were like, we completely made the landscape of this up. Do not go into the wilderness of Utah trying to find this. It does not exist. It was absolutely phenomenal because Mm -hmm. I came in being like, this is a romp. This is so delicious. And then me being like, oh my gosh, did that just happen? Yeah. Uh, the, the t- like the story, like, right, takes the turn and it's like the call to adventure starts happening. And you're like, what is happening? It made me like, mm. I think we read this book last year and I think about it at least like once a month, if not more. Like that is the highest compliment. Do you know how many books we freaking read every month? Oh, and yeah. I think about something wilder all the time. It's one of my favorite recommendations. I like to think um, of this book, like if you love reading fantasy and adventure books, but you don't have the brain power to handle reading a fantasy book about like adventures and stuff like this, this is yes. the book for you. Yes. I think this is a really good palate cleanser if you are coming off of like Fourth Wing or Akatar. Yes. Also, all of these books are really good palate cleansers. Yeah. You're like, I want to read something that's good, but also like, I just lived off of fantasy and all I can think about are like elvish names. Like this mm-hmm. is a good palate cleanser because it takes place in Utah. <laughs> what's the, what's the thing or Trice McAneese, like that crazy audio that's going on right now? Yeah. I don't know what you're like. I have no idea what you're quoting, but I I'm on it. a weird tie of TikTok right now. I'll have to show it to you later. I mean, like every other video is this audio. It's like when you got stuck in the uh there once was a name now, i am never you even singing that my phone is listening now that's all i'm gonna see <laughs> or what is the, it's the like not berries and cream was there a berries and cream tiktok yep berries and cream. i was never on it i was never on it. i just remember you referencing it and me being like where did this come from oh yeah i it's like a thing where it's like according to the oratrice mechanist and elise cordonel the other thing it's like people like the way that the guy says it it's i don't know if you know what I'm talking about, comment so I don't sound like yeah, a- it's okay. Even if you sound like a lunatic, I would defend you with my life. I would help you bury the body. I really whatever it. it is. If you guys ever see us tried for murder, just know that we did it 100. And we I probably helped. did. We probably and we did. thought we could get away with it because of all the books and true crime podcasts we listen to. I have the audacity. Do you mm-hmm. know how my search history is writing a freaking murder mystery novel? There's Ooh, I, I cannot even imagine. I'm going death sentence for me. Death sentence. I. For me saw this trend where it was like post your write your lock screen the first page of your pinterest board and like what you've been listening to on apple music and i was like the way that i wanted to do it but my pinterest right now is 
it's probably not questionable like your murder mystery but the first thing that came up was like this girl underwater like who looked like she was half drowning because that's where I'm at in my story right now so I was like I will not be posting this I look like a lunatic who looks things up like that I love that with all of my heart mine is dark academia outfits and um Christmas oh so, yeah oh so do you want to know what Christmas. My, my music was it was the Celtic woman it's like their album that's when I'm because that's what I'm listening to to give me inspo so I'm like a girl half drowning underwater and the Celtic woman nothing like a girl drowning underwater you like that I wrote that for you Thank you. I wrote that song for you. That's so meaningful to me. I'll treasure it for always. <laughs> no, 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 no. Somebody do that auto tune. Remember in 2009 when they did all the auto tune videos of like someone saying the words and they was like, yeah, stop that right now. Like that's what I just, somebody make that for us. Yeah. Anyways, back to what Moving we're on talking To our next book wreck. Is it my turn? I think it's your turn. Okay. The next one is Practice Makes Perfect. Also, can you hear the build lawnmower? In the background, there's a lawnmower in the background. Uh, I can slightly hear the lawnmower in the background. Sincerest apologies. This is, I got a babysitter for this, so we have to keep going on. So, we like, do. please love me despite the fact that there is a, we will never record it this time. You know what? Again. Here, disclaimer there's a lawnmower in the background. If you're hearing noise, that's what it is. I watch this YouTuber who has a bird, and every single time she's like, if you hear a bird in the background, that's what it is. She that's doesn't even edit it, it out. So, I'm like, you know what? She gets millions of views. We'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about Makara, the love of my life? Yes, and Jaden, the animation girl. What? She like, makes, she like makes relatable videos, but she animates them. It's oh, kind of like uh, the one other guy who... Uh, it's ruined. Back I don't know what books. his name is. Back to, Back the, to books. the books. <laughs> Alex Myers. You were talking about Alex Myers. Yes, you also thank you. Me. I was like, I love him. <laughs> All of the best YouTube things I have been given to by Anna, and every time she gatekeeps something, I get so angry with her. I was like, how did you not? Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, okay, if you haven't, I think we've talked about this, the pigeon dating simulator on Mike's mic. It was truly a life-changing event for me. My life forked off in a different direction after I watched them. The way that I was invested. Why is he so It changed my my biological chemistry after watching it. I don't know why. I think about that every day. Every day (laughs) I think about it. I think about the biological kitchen dating simulator. And if you watch it, you're going to be like, wow, Selena and Anna are freaking weirdos. And we are. We are. Mike's fault. We are his children now. We are his children. Mike's Mike. We are. Sometimes we watch, Anna and I, if we're not like in the mood to record and we don't know how to be funny, we will watch one of his videos Mm -hmm. because he's so amazing and his off the wall content. And I just am like- It's fabulous. Right now he's he's doing deep, deep dives into like a bunch of series. He just, he's doing Lost right now. Nothing but respect. Mm -hmm. Yes. Did you know that I joined um, Jenny Nicholson's Patreon just because I miss her so much and she hasn't posted in a year and I love her. Platonically. Anyways, okay, so practice makes perfect. So Sarah Adams, we talk about pretty regularly and we have no self-control. No. We love her. She's amazing. She's actually been on our podcast and I love her. And all of her books are delicious because she doesn't do the third act breakup. She never does it. She doesn't do it. She doesn't believe we in it. We love her for it. And every book is just wish fulfillment deliciousness. And you know what? If you've had to basically say no to doing a lot of things because, uh, everything's expensive during the holidays this book is for you okay it is mom's got you You're in my arms we were poor this whole year and um still are so still are haven't graduated from still that. yeah it's great <laughs> i'm doing i think that i'm for christmas i'm just sending uh handprint sculptures for my children uh the way that i did that last year uh because it costs like a dollar per kid and i'm like here you, you go kids that's what you do 
So a New York Times bestseller, <laughs> a small town sweetheart and an emotionally unavailable bad boy to find some common ground in this chemistry filled romance from the author of the cheat sheet in one in Rome. So one in Rome is the famous Taylor Swift era girlie who falls in love with a small town boy. Well, her bodyguard has to stick around town and fall in love with homeboys uh flower shop owning sister who named annie who's a little goody goody two shoes innocent girl and he's a boy that's like everyone suspects that i'm literally the worst because i have amazing tattoos and um i'm just like secretly a really big-hearted sweet-hearted man and she's like i just want to be a big strong girl i want everyone to not see me as a baby and he's like i don't see you as a baby and so they fake date it's great this is like a cleaner Delicious. version of educating Caroline. If you know what it is, that's all you need. I will not be expounding on that. So. Okay. Okay. So basically it says, finding your dream man may be harder than Annie imagined. Everyone knows everyone in her hometown. The dating prospects are getting fewer by the day. But after she overhears her last date say that she's so unbelievably boring, Annie starts to think that the problem might be her. Is it too late to become flirtatious and fun like the leading ladies in her favorite romance movies? Maybe she only needs a little practice and Annie has the perfect person in mind to be her tutor, Will Griffin, the sexy, tattooed, and absolutely gorgeous bodyguard. He's temporarily back in Rome, providing security for Amelia Rose as excitement builds for her upcoming marriage to Noah Walker, Annie's brother. He has one personal objective while on the job. Stay away from Annie Walker and any other possible attachments in this sleepy town but no sooner than he gets settled will finds himself tasked with helping annie find the love of her life by becoming the next leading lady of rome kentucky will wants no part in changing the sweet and lovely annie he knows for a fact that some stuffy straight-laced guy won't make her happy and but he doesn't have the heart to say no amid steamy practice dates and strictly educational tutoring lessons annie discovers there are more layers to will's stoic usual stoic attitude as the lens of their friendship become dangerously blurred annie reconsiders her dream guy maybe her love life doesn't hurt i lied i will be expounding so educating caroline is like that but it's it is regency so the it's like a duke yeah it's like a duke and the girl her name is caroline and she's like engaged but she's this very innocent girl and so she's like her husband or her fiance cheats on her and she's like well maybe if i was more experienced he wouldn't cheat on me so like she's like the duke like hires the duke to be like educate me like how do i please a man basically and obviously obviously they fall in love it's delicious it's eight peppercorns though so it's eight peppercorns <laughs> it's eight peppercorns so mm, this book would... is probably two or three so what happens is you get led all the way to the door and you get like a little sneak peek inside and then the door shuts. And then I think there's one time where like the door is a little bit more wide open, but it's very skippable. Mm-hmm. And Sarah was a gift and she wrote a bonus scene of the two in Paris. Delicious. Thank you for that, Sarah. Sarah we, we love you. Is a woman written by a woman. That's what I believe. Thank you, Sarah. I believe um, no, my favorite scene is when he teaches her what it's really like to be kissed. And she was like, what? This is how to be kissed. And he just the way that. Sarah and of course, kissed. it's like life changing for the both of them. Like stars. He's whipped, he was with mm-hmm. before. He was with before he, she even asked him. You're going to have a great time. I'm so excited for you guys. You're going to have a great, great Christmas season because of us. That's all I have to say. That's you're all welcome. I have to say. You're going you're to be in such a good mood because the books you're reading are just like they're girls, girls. Yeah. You're kicking your feet. You're giggling. Yeah. You're screaming into your pillow. Your husband's like, why are you in such a great mood? And you're like, because of Selena Nana. Because you're of Selena Nana. We are with You're welcome. What can I say? Okay. Delish. Do we have any more? Um, we could do a Happy Place. Oh, yeah. Do you want to read that one? Yeah. 
Aubrey Happy Place. <clears throat> Sorry, that's disgusting. Harriet and Wynn have been the perfect couple since they met in college. They go together like salt and pepper, honey and tea, lobster and rolls. Except now, for reasons they're still not discussing, they don't. They broke up five months ago and still haven't told their best friends, which is how they find themselves sharing a bedroom at the main cottage that has been their friend group's yearly getaway for the last decade. Their annual respite from the world, where for one vibrant, blissful week, they leave behind their daily lives, have copious amounts of cheese, wine, and seafood, and soak up the salty coastal air with the people who understand them most. Only this year, Harriet and Wynne are lying through their teeth while trying not to notice how desperately they still want each other because the cottage is for sale and this is the last week they'll all have together in this place. They can't stand to break their friends' hearts and so they'll play their parts. Harriet will be the driven surgical resident who never starts to fight and Wynne will be the laid-back charmer who never lets the crack show. It's a flawless plan. If you look at it from a great distance and through a pair of sunscreen smeared sunglasses... After years of being in love, how hard can it be to fake for one week in front of those who you know best? Wow. I Huh? Have you read this one? No, I'm embarrassed to say that I haven't, but I will be. I I think I called you and I was like, you and your weird little crab loving self would love this book. I know. I like saw the seafood and I was like, okay. So they're obsessed. They're obsessed. They're obsessed. You need to read this one this week and next week and all of the other family things that like you've got going on. You need to read We I'm about to go on a 10 hour drive to California. And the way that me, the type of family person that I am is I am deeply obsessed. I want to spend all of my time with my family. Yeah. And my husband's family. I'm very lucky. I love them so much. And um, they love them. In fact, their families are in love with each other. Like every single family event that one of Anna's siblings is in, Jalen's family is in there 1000% supporting yes. them. It is like That's what I love about their I, family. It's the creme de la creme of in laws. I feel like I lucked out. I'm not even biologically related to anyone. And I have been to like everyone's birthday parties. Like, I know. I, literally am, i'm involved in their families and i love all of them i love you girl That's love you. <laughs> so lucky literally like i think that we just got so lucky because family is so important to me and it's so important to them so like it's just a perfect mesh but um when i'm with I them it. i can't have the brain power to be re- like i'm gonna start reading iron flame and i know i'm shooting myself in the foot because i want to not be with your family mm-hmm. and also do that I was shooting a wedding on Saturday and we had three and a half hours in the car in between events. And I was like, I'm going to read the book. And Tanner was like, what? And I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna read. I'm and just you- like, what would I, yeah. The, like the way that I know, I don't want to be sitting at Thanksgiving dinner being like, oh, I wonder what Violet and Satan are doing. <laughs> like, but I will be. Maybe, maybe I'll wait to start it and I'll read the all these. The that I hyperventilated things. because I was like, I just want to tell you all of the best things about this book. I'm in the middle of Iron Wing. I'm not going to give anything away. You can, do not be mad at me. Um, good. Celine is a spoiler girl. And I, I want to know, like, I don't even want to know what the characters are feeling. I'm like, I want to go I on the line. I just want you to know that like, okay, here's what I will say. I think that she's a better writer than Sarah J. Moss. <gasps> what a statement what a statement i think that the world building is amazing but she builds the world while there's tension happening and okay here's the deal as an author or as somebody who's potentially trying to be an author i'm like i got three big twists in me i'm like look at this twist you see it there are twists like every chapter in the book it does happen in the book one like multiple chapters in because she's still got more things coming she's like by the way you think that you think that's all that's gonna happen no 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 i have so much more I have, wow. a gift. I have a cornucopia Thanksgiving word. I have a cornucopia 
of, of events happening. And I am so excited to share this with you. Okay. Wow. That has changed like so much. Yeah. And if you think that Sarah J Moss is my like, woo standard right now, because I'm, and I'm I thought so that Violet, Bahia finishing throne of glass. I thought that Violet was like done with her growth. Cause okay. So with black, Witch, talk black, Witch, right? Yeah. Homegirl was like, she still hasn't come into her own strength yet. She did her. I don't know. It's like a weird formula. It's weirdly worked. I don't know if I could ever read that type of formula again. It took yeah. her it words, girl. It took her months and months or books and books to internally grow, but the external growth has not quite happened yet. And we are coming on to the last book. It's a little confusing. Uh, it's somehow worked in her favor, but there is a lot of expectations on this last book. I'll just say that. I'm scared. Um, but I will say so with Iron Flame, um, Violet, you're finding new things that she's having to learn and she's willing to grow. And I was like, oh my gosh, she didn't know how to do that. And so then you get to see her like grow even more power wise. And you're like, okay, I do not confirm or deny this, but I have a theory because I haven't started. I know Celine's covering her eyes and her mouth. I have a theory that Arndarna, or I can't say that name, right? You know, love you, but whatever. Don't come for me. Mm -hmm. Froze time. Well, at the end of fourth wing to grow in like the frozen time period. And so now Violet and her are figuring out their powers together. She still has Taryn's power, Taryn's power that she's figuring out. But now I think like Andarna is like coming into more into her power and they're figuring it out together. That's my theory. You did a great job, Celine. I'm so proud of you. I don't know that yet either. How about this? I'm happy to look and I don't know that yet either. Okay. 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 Because like all of the things, like you're just like, oh, okay. Because sometimes Rebecca will be like, I'm going to give this to Violet. And you're like, dude, that's freaking sick. Like, thank you for giving that to her. And then she's like, but it also like, here's the consequence of it. Oh, delicious. We love a consequence. And then she's like, hey, guess what? This amazing thing is happening. But then this really scary thing's happening. Mm. But then this, this really good thing comes from it. Wow. And so every other chapter, there's something new coming out of it. And you're like, okay. Whiplash. It's whiplash it is and it's delicious and like I never want to stop it's just everything is happening I really I told Anna I texted Anna this I was like it is a master class and like how to explain and world build while still keeping your readers interested it is the opposite of info dumping because like I just read a chapter where they're explaining like a concept of magic and how to create things and I am like delicious thank you I don't even care if this was a chapter just about this because I love the way that it's being taught to me wow I am now a magician this is great we love it and I haven't said anything I just am so proud of myself I am proud of you too honestly like I appreciate it (laughs) I did look up though that Rebecca Yaros hasn't even started writing the third book (laughs) that hurts that hurts (laughs) the reason why it hurts so much is because it's gonna be a year at least and we didn't even have to wait a year from Iron Flame or from um, Fourth. However, she Iron has Flame. produced over 21 books. So she knows. So she has doing. the knack down. Like, it's not like this is her first radio. But this is also the most beautiful book series. And it's so well crafted. I'm like, how long did it take for you to write this? Because it's, you know what? This is like, I wonder about the same thing for Sarah J. Moss. The pressure that she has to be under to deliver. Because it, I feel like now it's so popular. She can't just. I mean, like she should, right? She should just write the books, how she's plotted them out. But now she has to account for the thousands and thousands of people who have these expectations for her books. So she has to kind of give fan service now. 
she's not gonna let anyone down i know that sounds weird my confidence to her but the bait like based off of everything and you know how picky we are about our books i trust her because she's doing everything amazingly and she lets the characters be dumb she lets the characters make dumb decisions oh i love that bro she let the characters be educated she lets the characters like find things out about themselves it's like i don't know i think she's the smartest person on earth what is that what is that quote it's like i think she's talented i think she's like whatever like that's how i feel about Rudyard. i'm literally I'm just like i don't know how else to explain it i know that we're supposed to talk about contemporary romances this is the exact opposite of that if you want to look at so yeah sorry you will sorry starve your tangent. children will starve if you read this book your children will actually yep. feed them you won't. this week is the week to read the contemporary romances yeah you will not even look anyone in the eye no. if you're reading iron time right now you can't no. read it right now anna I don't think I think you're right. I don't think I I'm can. at a good pausing point. And so I'm going to read all my Christmas books so we can start catching up. But like next week. And then you'll wait for me to read Iron books. Flame because I have a bone to pick with you. Miss didn't tell me you were starting it. Hmm? I did, but you were in wedding land. I what you were. I was literally like were the night through. before you were like, by the way, I'm four chapters into Iron Flame. And I was like, uh, excuse me. I can't catch up. <laughs> what is the you're about to tell me that i'm wrong what is that one it's like, oh my gosh the, uh, she came down in a bubble. She a bubble that's me but i'm like you're expecting this book to come out and for me not to read it and then have restraint because you have a life i have a newborn i have nothing going on and i'm just supposed to stare at that book on my bookshelf no like no thank you ma'am guys. no ma'am no ma'am what a fun time what a fun time <laughs> um, okay by the way if you've read iron flame i need you to go on my other account my look for the light photo video account and there we can just scream with Be each other spoiler because- filled on that account please on i'm not account. trying to don't dodge i don't message any of this any reactions on nay, nay. Nay, anna nay. will murder me she will, I will have- tag you in my stories and i will be like this person just gave me a spoiler thank you for nothing i oh, yeah wow. i can't even look at fan art right now oh no I learned my lesson when I was younger. I one time was reading the series and I wanted to like picture how the boy looked. So yeah. I looked at fan art. Huge plot twist at the end that was spoiled for me. Devastating. You know who I think about? Oh, oh my time. gosh. What? We are about to sign off, but I just have to let you guys, I'm leaving on this one delicious note. I finally got my sister to start reading Throne of Glass. And by some miracle, she knows nothing. Absolutely nothing about the series. So I told we her, I was like, episode. we need to have her on. Where, yeah. What book is she on? She's on, she's just now finishing the first book. So when she was like, what's up with this? Should like an interview like, series of I don't know who I like, like the most. I can't be like, neither, honey. We neither. need to bring her on and do like, for especially for Patreon. We should do like 30 minute episodes where Maria's just like sharing what she thinks about things. Oh my gosh, that would be. And so then we're like, oh fun. yeah, we're going to do it. But so I told her, I was like, if you value your life, do not look one single thing up about this book if you value your life. Like, I, so and you know what? This is me being so mean, spoiler. but I was like, I promise that like eventually you'll love this entitled brat who is all show and no tell. Oh, like right now. And, and I like, have the like, character the arc of for herself. I was like, I'm talking about Selena, but she will. <laughs> Sorry that she's a little bit of a, of a of an angry person after being trapped in a prison for a year. I love her Anna. now. I'm her biggest fan. What's the quote? I'm like, if she has no fans, I'm dead. That's who I am right now, okay? But book one, Selena, she had some growth and she went through it beautifully. I will die on this hill, okay? Do you know <laughs> that Sarah Damas, you know how AO3 and like Wattpad or whatever, this is fun fact, fun fact. She wrote this a la like Shelby Mahurin where like she just wrote it 
And you know who this was? You know what? She just wrote the whole first book. I think she was like, what, 16 when she wrote? She was young. She was 16. She was a young one. Anyways, she, it was written that her and Damien, Dorian, Dorian, sorry, it's been a minute since I've read She and Dorian were supposed to just like the end game. Like that was it. Like end of story. It was just like, and they end up together. Can you imagine if she had given up? If she'd been like, that's enough. I wrote it. It was so fun writing. And that's why we keep going. That's why we keep going. Look at, look at what she gave us. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. Uh, Okay. On that note, the fun little tangent at the end there. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um, If you read these books, we want to hear about it. If you have other recommendations, we also want to hear about it. Share our podcast because we're coming back, baby. We're coming we are back. coming back. We're really Better trying. We've sacrificed a lot to be able to come back. And it's because we missed you and we've missed us and we're back, baby. So have With a that great note, day. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.